Hi and assalamu alaikum. My name is Raqaya Wright and welcome to episode 14, season 2 of Breaking Barriers. Today we have with us Sister Rashtina. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Um, I am Sister Rashtina. I am a school counselor at Tawheed School currently. That's what I'm doing. Um, I did my master's at USC for school counseling. And um, I also have, uh, you know, I, I love to study Dean. And I'm a mother of one, Suleiman. So some call me on Suleiman. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> so today we'll be talking about Salat and why it's important. Yes. So to give some back, like, not back to her, but like, why, why do we pray? I want to start off talking about Okay, so, so salah is one of the five pillars of Islam, right? And Allah says in the Quran, you know, constantly, um, So to stand to pray, like everybody, like SubhanAllah, and it's in multiple ayats. Um, the important of salah is SubhanAllah, يعني, it is something that SubhanAllah grounds us throughout the day, right? And that's from the hikmah of salah, right? And subhanAllah, Allah Azza commanded us to pray five times a day. And of course, this came in the command, um, يعني, the story of Asra al Mi'raj. So, when the Prophet was brought up to Jannah, and you know, subhanAllah, the first command was, was uh, يعني, not five, it was more than five, it was 500. And then it, w- it came down to 50. And then, subhanAllah, it was finally five, subhanAllah. But subhanAllah, if we pray the five prayers, it will count for us as more than that, it will count for us as 50. Um, and uh, subhanAllah, yeah, and this is part of what it means if, you know, when you understand, so on five, on the five pillars. So the shahada is first, and salah is the second, which is prayer. Um, I'd like to add that also, I everything you said was so correct and so true. And also, I feel like that it brings us closer to Allah, and it grounds us. And even though when we're distracted throughout our day, and we just take that break to pray, it just brings us back to like what the thing we need to focus on more, and it strengthens our relationship with Allah. Yes, certainly, yes. And this is like part of the wisdom of salah, right? So subhanAllah, like, يعني, like you know, we get like, um, you know, we get whatever obligations we have, like from what our, you know, what we're supposed to do in our life, you know. And subhanAllah, يعني, I think a lot of people when they look at Muslims and they're like, oh, how do they do that? Like, how do they pray five times a day? Or even Muslims who don't pray five times a day and they start praying five times a day, they don't even, يعني, they don't know like how to even start or what that would even look like. You know, but mm-hmm. subhanAllah, يعني, like this is what, you know, you know, as Muslims, we know that we are created for worshiping Allah. This is يعني, one of the commands and that like, you know, we this is one of the ways that we worship Allah through salah. And it's the most obvious way. Like most people think, oh, worship means salah, like prayer. You know what I mean? It's the most obvious way. But of course, when we obey Allah and all the commandments, that's actually, um, يعني, uh, you know, worship, you know, it, because our salah is just one aspect of worship. Um, um, it's a very important one. And, you know, subhanAllah, 
the Prophet said يعني, that he, his coolness of his eyes is in worship, you know. And I think as Muslims, يعني, we also have to, you know, Muslims that we grew up Muslim, we grew up praying, you know, we also have to remind ourselves, you know, about the importance of salah and the virtues of salah because it becomes almost habitual if we don't remember this part like who we're doing it for and who we're يعني, standing in front of when we're, when we're praying, you know. Um, and I think, you know, there's a benefit to both. So like, you know, for, for people who don't, you know, who don't pray when they start praying, يعني, it's, you know, you know, they don't, يعني, when we pray properly and we pray with like with our presence of the heart, then it is life changing. Like quite literally, it is life changing, you know. And as Muslims, if we're not praying with the presence of the heart and we, you know, remind ourselves, you know, and we start to try to have khushu'ah again, then it is life-changing too, you know what I mean? Because finally, like we're human beings, like we're habitual people, like we just, we get into the habit, you know, we say Surah Al-Fatiha, but we forget you know, to ponder upon this meaning and to actually reflect upon what we're saying, you know? And then SubhanAllah, يعني, you know, Salah has so many benefits in it, you know? And Salah protects us from so much, you know, like Salat Al-Nur, the Prophet said, the prayer is light and what that means is it also prevents us from sinning you know mm-hmm. protects us from fahisha which is like you know sexual sins like you know even you know like you know not lowering our gaze or talking to people we're not supposed to talk to or whatever it is but you know it protects us from all that if only if though we're praying properly which means you know not half heart you know not like half-heartedly not like you know what I mean? Like not like present in our salah, then of course we're not going to feel the effects and the benefits of salah, you know? Yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of times people are, we're just rushing to get back to our regular lives and just, and like saying it's like something just to pass time or we're just rushing through it to get back to whatever we were doing before or so we're not late to something mm-hmm. instead of being fully mindful in our salah and what we're doing absolutely yeah and it is it is quite truly refreshing and life-changing when we do take the time to i mean even surah al-fatiha like so many of us we grew up you know it's one of the first surahs like we memorize first of all you know very few of us very few of us actually go back and sit through tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha, okay? And when we look at the scholars, like the ulama, tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha, you might think it's a one hour just going through it. No, they have like 20 lectures of an hour something explaining Surah Al-Fatiha, right? And this is a surah that we all know, we grew up, you know, this is part of our salah, like it's part of our salah, it's a dua in and of itself, you know? Mm-hmm. And very few of us go back to say, what does it mean? Like, what is it? What am I saying? You know, and this is actually, it's very sad. It's very sad. But we lose, like, you know, subhanAllah, like the virtue of salah that the Prophet said, like the coolness of my eyes in salah, salat al-nur, salah is light. And all of these things that we know about salah, we don't feel it because we don't know what we're saying. You know what I mean? When we're talking to Allah when we're standing in front of Allah we don't even know what we're saying and the meaning of what we're saying. 
and not just like the translated meaning like really reflecting you know and that has a lot to do with how you know like you know someone will say like oh i pray but you know i still do this and that and like i don't feel that you know like i don't feel different or i don't because you know it's like when you're talking to someone right like if you're talking to your friend and clearly she's on her phone like clearly she's like not interested in what you have to say and when she's talking to you she's only talking to you like you know like her mind is not there right like of course in front of like you it's like okay like excuse me rude like you know like can you like spend some time with me you know and subhanallah like yani for a human being that's like their you know their manners with a human being you know but how about manners with Allah azawajal like subhanallah like how do we go into salah you know not really thinking about what we're saying just checking it off a list and then expect to feel you know some sense of iman some sense of renewed faith when we're not really give, giving Allah azawajal the rights that he that you know that he's worthy of and especially in salah you know so that has a lot to do with it too you know yeah i completely agree and i have another question sure. why do people pray or don't value like we were saying just not mm-hmm. like just not on similar lines or not value salah as they should okay so this is something that you know i think everybody you know you know a lot of times we talk about our journey with hijab You know, it's a very mm-hmm. obvious journey that we have with hijab because it's a very outward journey. Um hijab is a very like outward proclamation of iman, you know, of your faith, you know. And subhanallah, you know, it is true that someone can be wearing proper hijab but not really acting the proper way and yani, behind closed doors. That's of course true too. But of course people in our in our day and age when they're struggling with hijab, most of the time they're struggling between dunya stuff like fitting in or looking a certain way or whatever and you know their devotion to Allah Azza wa Jalla you know but really it's the same way with salah like you know it's just that we it's not as obvious as hijab you know what i mean but like you know when people are struggling yeah. with their salah it's really the same thing so you're kind of saying you're kind of struggling with your iman and your yani your certainty in Allah Azza wa Jalla and your certainty in the last day you can believe it of course but someone who's certain of it and whose iman is high you know strong at a certain point will have no will have much less difficulty praying on time and giving prayer its rights than someone who says yes they believe but they're not really you know their yaqeen in it is a little bit weaker their faith in it is a little bit you know they're not remembering death or they're not remembering their hereafter you know so it is the same thing like some people go through yani ups and downs with their journey with salah too right because also like you know like like what I mentioned before like you know we memorize with the fatiha but as adults you know as adults especially past teenage teenagerhood if we don't go back and learn the tafsir in depth and learn you know what it means every ayah what it means the virtues of the the surah itself we're definitely not going to feel the same way as someone who's gone back and done that and who's remembering that in their salah at the moment you know what i mean so i feel like people struggle in with salah doing salah or praying on time because they're also they're struggling with that 
you know, society versus, you know, dunya versus akhirah, like quite simply, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, subhanAllah, when they're, yani, just like hijab, you know, if you're around people who are wearing a proper hijab, you're, it's easier for you to wear a proper hijab because, you know, you're surrounding yourself with good companions, right? If you're around people who's, who are praying five times a day and who will say, hey, like, let's, you know, let's meet up after Dhuhr or like, oh, you know, let's meet up after Asr or before Asr or you know what I mean? And they're structuring their day around their their five prayers. It's going to be much easier for you to do the same thing and to pray. But if you're around people who are not praying at all, you know, and they don't care where they are, like they don't care what they're doing. They don't even have it in mind. Of course, you're going to fall into that struggle, you know, um, where you're going to find yourself missing prayers and you're going to find yourself, you know, out and you haven't prayed and you come back and you're like, oh, it's already Asr or already Maghrib and you pray, you haven't prayed Zuhr or Asr, you know what I mean? Because no one you're around, you know, had that in mind as well, you know? And sometimes, you know, subhanAllah, it, it also happens where some people might feel guilty and they know in their heart that they should be praying, but they don't have the strength to say like, hey, like, I'm going to pray, like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're not going to say, like, you should be praying too, because technically, like, you know, if your friends are Muslims, like, they should be also, you know. But, like, maybe you don't have the strength to tell them or to remind them to pray. But the fact that you are going to go pray is, first of all, a reminder to them that they should be praying too. But it takes strength to do that. Because to, to, to look around and say, hey, I'm going to pray right now. You know what I mean? And to go and find a place to pray. I mean, that's something that, you know, that we should be that's actually just like a standard that we should have you know what i mean um and then you know making sure that you know you're structuring your activities around your salat like um and you know a lot of us alhamdulillah like we're in environments where you know it's not hard to pray in school or not hard to schedule your classes where you can step out to pray or before and after salat so like alhamdulillah like there's that you know but there are, you know, some people who are really still struggling with the fact that, okay, like, you know, they might say, I pray, but I only pray if it's convenient for me. Like, I only pray if there's like, we're not doing anything else, you know, but if I'm doing something else, then I'm not going to pray. Like, you know, and they're not going to say it to you directly, but that's really essentially what's going on, you know? Yeah. I noticed that a lot with people my age, like recently more, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's optional or you could just wait later on a lot of times i hear this excuse people are like oh it's okay if you're doing something allah will understand but that's not true mm-hmm. how do yeah. you to think because you're supposed to put that before other things especially if you're not doing especially if you're just doing something doesn't matter mm-hmm. yeah and you know what ruqayya there like subhanallah like like, you know, may Allah, like, give us sed- steadfastness and, you know, never make our trial in our religion. Because, you know, subhanAllah, you know, we've seen people that really struggle with that. Either they don't give salah in its time because we know that every salah has its time, you know. And there is a there is a wisdom behind that, you know. That, you know, subhanAllah, yani, I think also the way that we look at Islam as an obligation and as something that we have to do because we just have to or else we'll get in trouble is part of that you know that mindset is part of 
why people are so reluctant to stick to it and who don't yani they don't try to grow in their deen you know but if we see as our religion as a way of life as a beauty as a pr- protection for us as a yani a way to be happy in this life and in the next right then we see that this is a this yani the way that our salah is five times a day structured in specific times there is a beautiful wisdom with that connecting you to allah azza wa jalla every day people subhanallah they meditate the same time people who are not muslims they meditate literally like in counseling i'm telling you like that's how they you know they are some people they'll they'll say they'll meditate certain times throughout the day right and it's a time for them to just be with their own thoughts and just let everything go and and it's like subhanallah like subhanallah we have it in our religion it's actually programmed in our religion that we do that you know and if we're doing it properly that we have those if you want to call it breaks throughout the day that we have that and that we are able to yani let our worries and concerns go and focus on our salah and focus on you know what we're saying in our dua and how yani like subhanallah it's it's amazing like if we see it that way you know what i mean where it yeah. it becomes like something it's becomes like yani i don't know how else to put it but it becomes like you know a program in our life that is like beneficial for our wellness or for our you know whatever it is that people use these days but that's essentially what it is it's not just like oh i have to pray so that you know yani like you know my mom doesn't get mad at me or you know what i mean or whatever it is but if we look at it in that way you know what i mean there's so much beauty in that and it doesn't make sense to collect all of your salah then at the end of the day because it's like no the point of it is that you are you know subhan like the hikmah the wisdom of it is is that you are connected throughout the day that you are able to take that break and you know focus on you know your salah and your dua and yani thinking about allah azza wa jalla you know subhan there is a beautiful ayat a beautiful quote that says like uh people thinking about people is is like a disease but thinking about allah is the cure because yeah i mean if you're thinking about people and like you know you're always like oh what did she say what did she mean by that and this and that and whatever it is you know subhanallah just like you know you're going to be like overthinking and worried and you know what is she going to say about that or what is he going to think about this or whatever you know but thinking about allah azza wa jalla is a cure it's it's like you don't have to worry about anything else you know thinking about allah thinking about his names his attributes thinking about you know when you're reciting the ayat and what he's saying subhanallah it is a cure in your mind you know um and yeah i think it's just like perspective really and i think that you know a lot of muslims unfortunately when we look at our deen as a burden you know we're prevented from really like feeling the beauty of things that we do you know um so yeah i mean it is very unfortunate and you know subhanallah like i i've also seen and um you know where you know even if like you said like even if they're not doing anything and they still can't pray and you know sometimes it's almost like it's almost like they don't know how it's almost like they don't you know and sometimes like you know i'll even get a questions like questions sometimes like i'll be like you know i can't pray and i don't know why and i can't you know i think about the fact that i'm not praying and i feel so guilty and i just can't pray and subhanallah like that like 
you know, that's such a huge trial because you're just like, okay, the time that you're talking to me right now, you could just go pickled away and you could just pray, you know what I mean? There's nothing that's preventing you at all, you know? It's just that, subhanAllah, like, someone's state of iman and someone's, yani, you know, maybe, yani, subhanAllah, maybe it's even their sins that are blocking them. Or maybe it's even, which is why istighfar is so important, by the way, like just constantly saying istighfar, you know? Um, or someone's, yani, or maybe, you know, like their qari and like their shaitan is that much, you know, in power, you know, over them that they prevent them from even the simplest things. And it's really sad. It's really sad. But, you know, I think, you know, to answer your question, I guess I'm sorry, I just <laughs> talked for a while, but like, you know, I think it's about perspective too, that we don't see Islam as a, as a gift, that we see it unfortunately as as a burden and that's that will change people's way of looking at ibadah you know mm-hmm. and what is having um khushu'a in salat so khushu'a is subhanallah um as we know that khushu'a there's not really a good translation for khushu'a in english to be honest because whenever you know, I see it translated. Sometimes they won't even translate the word. If you notice, some books won't even bother translating it because there's just not a good translation for it. Um, sometimes they'll translate it to humility, to humbling yourself to Allah, which is part of it. It, it is it is a large part of it. Um, it's a mix. It's a mix of devotion. It's a mix of, you know, hudur al-qalb, presence of the heart, you know, in your salah of humbleness because you do have humility in all of your ibadah like in dua in and of itself because salah is full of adariya it's full of duas like everything that you're saying to Allah in the dua surah al-fatiha all of the adhkar that you're saying in salah they're all duas you know they're all calling to Allah um, and having khushu' meaning yani you're you know and they like you said you kind of used that word earlier um you know having mindfulness when you're praying like actually thinking about what you're saying and subhanallah it's something that in our day and age like you know when they use mindful it it had become like a whole trend like being mindful and stuff like that but it's actually like you know in our deen it has a lot to do with you know especially when it comes to ibadah it has a lot to do with um presence of the heart and your niya your intention like are you when you're doing something are you having the right intention are you present when you're doing it in terms of like your mind and your heart is you know you're not just your limbs are just not doing something and your heart is not there you know um so you know your concentration you know some people use that concentration in your salah you know um so it's a combination of a lot of feelings you know and khushu'a by the way is ibadah of the heart it's it's actually an action of the heart right so your worship in your salah right is ibadah with in all three parts right is your jawarih your limbs so your body is actually moving right and then it's your tongue right because you're saying surah al-fatiha you're saying you know the is all of the du'as that you're you're saying during salah and it is an ibadah of the heart you know, your fear of Allah while you're praying, your taqwa of Allah, your your love of Allah, your hope and the reward for what you're doing, having khushu'a, that humility, that humbleness, that concentration in your salah, 
that is all ibadah, like worship of the heart, right? So subhanAllah, yani, you can, your body could be moving, but your heart, if it's not present, right? Yani, it's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna feel the effects of your salah, right? And also subhanAllah, in dua, like it is a requirement all in all ad'iyah, like for your heart to be present, right? While you're saying it. And Allah Azza wa Jal, as we know, He doesn't answer a, heart, yani, a, a dua in which your heart is not present. Right? And so if you think about it, subhanAllah, like that's true in salah. Like definitely because your salah is full of adariyah. Like your salah is full of du'a. So Allah is legit. That's what it is. Um, so yeah, that's what having, you know, khushu'ah is. That's what having concentration or, you know, whatever English word you want to use um, is, is that humility to Allah is legit also. Um, and of course, everybody, you know, depending on what situation you're in like you said like sometimes people are just doing it to get out of the way because they want to go back to your quote-unquote real life you know um or whatever it is right but or you know if you're praying and you know you can't concentrate because there's so much noise and things like that so there's obviously other factors that go into it like physical factors but you know you want to try your best you know i mean allah help us in that to be in a place where you can concentrate on what you're saying and you know yani, you know use that time like have that time of like subhanallah like where there's like sweetness in your day you know um yeah well i have one more question for you before we wrap up sure um, what advice do you have to someone who is struggling in <clears throat> And praying on time. <coughs> and praying on time. Um, praying on time and just uh, in general. Okay, so first, as as with anything, um, make lots of dua to Allah Like that's the first thing you need help from Allah to worship Allah. Subhanallah. That's how much we're dependent on Him. You know. And that's why we make the dua, Allahumma a'ini ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa hasan ibadatik. Like, like, oh Allah, help us in remembering you. Even remembering him, we need his help. In being grateful to you and in worshipping you. And like, yani, the, yani, worshipping you well, subhanAllah, you know. So that's the first thing is to, yani, you know, make dua to Allah Azza wa Jai. Also, subhanAllah, yani, learn about your deen, learn about salah, learn about the virtues of salah. You know, a lot of times, like, subhanAllah, even, you know, unfortunately, I feel like also, too, like, you know, we grew up Muslims, but we don't understand our religion. We don't understand our religion, you know, and we don't know why we do the things that we do, you know. Sometimes we know their habits and we know that we were told to do certain things, but and you know in the reality of things as we grow up you know as we go through the phases of childhood and then teenagerhood and then young adulthood and then adulthood we have to really navigate how what it is that makes us who we are and when we when we are trying to do that it's very very important to go back to your religion and learn your religion you know what i mean so learn the virtues of salah learn why it's important learn why we pray why do we yani, why do we do what we do you know and subhanallah even from salah to salah like yani, Allah forgives our minor sins you know 
and you know like there's just subhanallah so much beauty and so much virtue in salah you know so yes go back and learn your religion and then yani of course you know keep yourself around people who pray keep yourself around people who pray prayer is one of those things like like everything else you know like you are on the religion of your friend of your close friend your close companion you can know people short you can have acquaintances short maybe you are at work with someone who's not muslim or someone who doesn't pray maybe yani you go to schools with someone who doesn't pray you know people you're civil with them you're yani you can even use the word friend but you're not really like close friends like khalila yani like your close friend like someone who you trust someone who you call if something's going on someone who yani you want to see like a lot like you know, like you remember that subhanallah sometimes as women we might not see like we might not uh you know see people the way that men do because men go to salah every single day they go to pray in the masjid that's the, that's the proper thing to do right they'll see the same brother five times a day okay we don't do we don't see that like we don't even our friends we don't see them five times a day like a man does you know what i mean because they constantly go to the masjid you know for us though you know that like that friend right is someone you want to see often you want to see often maybe we're not seeing them in the masjid like five times a day like a like a brother would but we have our friends that we see constantly you know those friends should be ones who pray you know if they're not going to be ones who pray it's there's going to be a, like even if you you know, you know sometimes people have that where during ramadan they just feel like so much closer to allah and you know their their faith is renewed but then they go back to their friend who you know still doesn't feel that or doesn't have that and you know may allah guide all of us but you're going to go back to old habits especially if you're going to see them every single day for all that time you know so yeah keep yourself around good companions who pray and who understand the value of prayer and not just pray really who who study their religion just to be honest to be honest that's what yani that's what you know that's what we kind of have lack of because now I see it here and it's not true everywhere you know but you know in, in a lot of places where they don't want to study their religion they don't think they just think and now you know I feel like you know if I may <laughs> you know your generation struggles with that a lot more than mine does like mine we kind of still had religion around you know sometimes a little bit less you know here and there but i feel like gen z especially like they don't see the point of it you know what i mean yeah like it's looked down upon to be religious yes well people are like oh you guys to me and my one friend they're like oh you guys are so religious because you we were abayas to school mm-hmm. and it's like, it, we're not doing anything but they they look down upon you being religious right and it's, it's yeah definitely yeah i can i definitely like i get that vibe i could see that like across what's what's going on you know and i can also see the language that they talk about religious people or people who are practicing you know what i mean where it's just like oh it's just like old traditions like they're still following something from like 1400 years ago you know what i mean where they kind of think like it's just old fashion or old style like how can it be relevant but subhanallah like you know you know like you know subhanallah like what they're offering is just complete like lost like i don't know like you know what i mean it's just like okay so you're saying this is not this is not it right so tell me 
what you have is that it because i know it's not it too cuz you know what i'm saying like i know that that's not what you're trying to say is better than what i'm doing because subhanallah like you know the statistics are there depression anxiety everything you know it's just like complete like lost like you know what i mean and because there's no there is no grounding there is no basis of why like you know they come to a point like why do we even exist like i can't like you know may allah protect us like i can't even imagine what darkness that is like you don't even know why you're walking on this earth like how do you how do you put meaning behind anything that you do like if you don't even know why you're here like you know what i'm saying and that's something that alhamdulillah we've been saved from you know because we don't know like i mean that kind of darkness is something that you know you know may allah protect us we don't even want to ever experience in our life you know and so yani they make fun of us for or even like sometimes when they say like oh yeah you know how can you pray five times a day you know what i mean it's like the, it's just like such like they see it as like such a chore you know and yet they have like a whole routine for their whole day you know what i mean and it's just like okay you have your routine like when you get up when you go to school the classes you take everything like that and you can't take 5 minutes to think like oh i'm going to pray like you know it's not that complicated it's really not you know like the fact that you're scheduling classes and stuff is more complicated than the fact that i have to pray 5 times a day or like i do pray 5 times a day you know what i mean but they yeah. just can't wrap their head around it they just can't like or a meditation that they meditate i don't know how many times a day You know what I'm saying? But it's just like they can't they can't you know, they can't just they can't equate it, you know. It's just something because subhanallah they they can't, you know, their hearts are blocked to it. They can't see it, you know. And you know, may Allah guide them. You know, you never know like subhanallah, you never know like what will change someone's mind or what will open their eyes to Islam, but you know. But I do feel, you know, even as Muslims it's very very important to go back and to to really learn, like to l- really learn the basics even as a young adult or even as, you know what I mean? Cuz the way that we see things and after experiencing things will seem much yani clearer when you go back and you learn things. You know what I'm saying? Cuz sometimes like, you know, sometimes when you're a teenager and someone's like, "Oh, why do you pray like that?" or "Why do you put your hands like that?" and like maybe we don't remember from when we were a child. you know what i mean why we actually do those things but you know it's important to go back and say you know every once in a while even as an adult to go and yani you know reminder benefits a believer to go and yani refresh our knowledge on certain things yeah. um and yeah that's true too with our friends like yani people who yani like to pray and people who like to like to yani constantly be in touch with their religion like constantly want to learn um even if it's the basics you know what i mean about their religion Um so that's what my advice would be and a lot of istighfar like we we don't really value like how much istighfar can help us in our life you know but our sins subhanallah they actually block us from a lot of good things you know so when we constantly have istighfar on our tongue you know and we ask Allah Azza wa Jalla for forgiveness and it could be things we know that we did and it could be things we didn't know that we did but it's just that you know and we ask Allah Azza wa Jalla for forgiveness for all of those things but subhanallah yani it really makes way for a lot of good you know for the good to come in like if we have a space you know for there to be space for good you have to get rid of the bad and they actually there yani there is a phrase you know yani before you beautify something you have to clean it 
you know what I mean? It's like if you have like a, a room that's really messy and really dirty, and instead of cleaning it, you just like put like perfume and like bukhur, you know, but there's still trash everywhere. Nothing's gonna happen. Like it's not gonna, you know what I'm saying? You have to clean it first. You have to get the trash out first before you put the perfume or bukhur or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing that happens with our iman and our, يعني, with our life. So you have to get rid of the bad stuff. You know what I'm saying? For And make way for the good stuff. You know? So, yeah. that. <laughs> Inshallah. To add to what you were saying, I also feel like a lot of the times people think being like, being a good person and doing all the except for praying is enough. But the thing is that that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Prayer mm-hmm. saves you from fire, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that, yeah. that that could be one thing that gets you into Jannah. And if that could be the one thing that gets you into Jannah, why would you miss that opportunity and not do it? Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, subhanAllah, like, what is a good person? Like, what does that mean? Like, what is a good person? You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people say like, oh yeah, like, you know, oh yeah, you just have to be a good person. Yeah. Like, what does it mean to be a good person? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's so, like, you know, in their concept of what a good person is, it's so vague. It's like, okay, just like, be nice to certain people. But they're not even nice, like, first of all. Like, like they'll say, like, be nice, but they're not always nice. Like, they're just like, you know, they're only nice to certain people they want to be nice to. But, you know, but, you know, to them in their mind, they're just a good person. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you know, like, yeah. okay, like, give charity. Okay, that's that's in the that's in their books as a good person. But, like, you know, yani, all of these other things, they don't see it as, as like, don't know what you know, happened. as... Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Um, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can, can yeah, you not- hear me? Oh, okay. So what were you saying? Oh, sorry. Um. Oh, oh no, no. I was just saying, like, you know, I was just saying, like, what, it, what does it mean to be a good person? Because, like, people just have that. It's like a very vague moral compass. Like, what, what does a good person mean? Because even people who say that, oh, yeah, just be a good person, they're really like not always great people so like i don't know what you're saying because even for us subhanallah like when we do something for the sake of allah first of all yani you like yani you get both this life and the next like that's the thing like yani us as muslims yani yes we are our our main goal is the next life but allah gives us so much in this life you know and gives us subhanallah this deen for us to have a happy life in this dunya also not just because a lot of people think like oh yeah we just we just have to struggle we have to struggle in this life it is beautiful what we have you know what I mean and subhanallah yani, it's very you know and this is from Allah completely but it's very minimal struggle really like if you think about it like it's very minimal struggle compared to like what a lot of other people who don't have this religion have you know what I mean and subhanallah when they say like you know like you know oh just be a good person and like you know say good things or like be nice to people we like we literally have the curriculum for that you know and speak to people kindly when we're upset you know like how we have to deal with our anger you know and, and all of those things we get hasanat for all of those things it's in this life and in the next life like we literally have the curriculum for that we have the book that says this is how you be a good person you know what i mean 
their idea of a good person is completely vague and baseless and completely up to their desires because to them it's like oh if i love someone it doesn't matter what who they are what they are or where they yani like you know what's going on here it's just out of love and that's supposed to be good it doesn't even matter if that person is whatever you know what i mean like it, or it doesn't matter whether that person is even you know and i'll ju- just be honest whether that person's even in a relationship or not or married or not because to them it's love like and that's their moral compass it's very very vague you know what i mean and that's you know like that's the thing it's like you know they they say like oh you're religious and you know whatever that you should just be able to do whatever you want as long as you're a good person but that is a very very vague moral compass because that can be different for everybody <laughs> you know what i mean um but yeah, yeah and um, even when look definition of a good person on google it's just an honest um helpful or morally good person but what is being morally good right absolutely absolutely because i mean and you know you like you know if you you know if you've ever like kind of like talk to someone really about this it's very they they don't have any basis you know what i'm saying they don't have any basis because someone could be just doing whatever they want but what they want are or horrible things and so how are you going to justify that now you know what i mean it's like oh as long as you don't hurt anyone well now technically that person's hurt because they're not doing what they want to do you know what i mean so you can't really justify it like that because you know people subhan and we have you know we know that we have you know our nefs which has a good side and a bad side and then we have shaitan that's trying to influence us you know yeah um and our salah subhanallah yani our salah definitely helps with yani protect as evidence to tell you how prayer can save you from the fire in surah al-mu'minun ayah 1 and 2 they say أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد أفحل المؤمنون Surely, certainly, will the believers have succeeded الذين هم في صلاتهم حاشعون They who are during their prayer humbly submissive which basically means the believers are successful if they have kushur in their prayers and the rest of the surah goes on to talk about in other ways how the believers can be successful if you would like to read the rest of the surah i'd like to um end this episode by saying if it's hard for you to pray may allah make it easy for you may allah make you able to get up every morning and pray all your five daily prayers may allah make it easy for you to find a way to have kushur and, f- and make it easy for me to have more kushur and have kushur in general in my salah um may allah make it easy for you if you're struggling with praying or you're struggling in any aspect of your deen really may allah accept our prayers from us all of our prayers 
may our prayers may we pray and be mindful and may it be our best prayers every time we pray let us strive for it to be our best prayer may our prayer be the thing that grants us jannatul firdaus al-a'la al-umma thank you for watching this episode of breaking barriers my name is raqaya writes and i can't wait to keep the conversation going